0: Thank you for tuning in to Remodeling Mastery by Mark Richardson, brought to you by Surefire Social. For more advice, tips, and strategy on small business marketing, visit Surefiresocial.com forward slash podcast. Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's really made fairly simple and easy for you to be able to listen to. What I try to do is every week or so give you, I think, an opportunity to listen for 5, 10, 15 minutes on a particular topic or issue that I really see as very relevant and important, not only to the industry, but also to your business. You know having that opportunity to take a time out, utilize your vehicle, your mobile university to really listen to some of these things. And I certainly encourage you, if it's a topic or issue that you think is relevant, to pass it along to someone else. Today's area of focus that I'm going to get into is what I call the family dynamic in business. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about you know, how do you reconcile personal time and balance and all those kind of things? That's certainly part of it. What I'm talking about really is more literally family businesses. Now, as you sit back and think about the remodeling industry, it's a very easy entry kind of business. Matter of fact, that's one of the great things about, I think, this certainly cottage industry. It's also very fragmented. And you think about sort of the numbers within the industry. There's over 800,000 remodelers in the United States, and over 100,000 that have a payroll that are really more substantial or more legitimate, we'll call it, businesses. Now, while I don't have a specific metric, my estimation, based on certainly my exposure in terms of talks and working with some of the better companies out there, that probably 50% of these businesses out there have a family dynamic. A family dynamic, meaning a father, a son, a husband, a wife involved in the business, two cousins involved in the business, a series of brothers, sisters involved in the business, parent-child. That's a family dynamic that I'm referring to. And while I think having a family involved in the business and really leverage almost the American dream by growing it, not only a first, second, even third and fourth generations, is a very exciting concept. It does, in fact, have some particular issues and challenges that are a little bit different than other businesses. Now, let me start by saying I think having a family business can be a wonderful thing. You know, there's a lot of benefits to it. I mean, you really think about sort of the level of commitment that you have to each other. You think about the, the long-term nature of it. Things can be looked at in terms of longer term, in terms of sort of the generational aspect of a business. There's also an element of really knowing, knowing each other in terms of skills, strengths, weaknesses, and even how to communicate with each other effectively. All these things, I think, really make for some key ingredients that could make it very positive. However, there are really some challenges as well. Now, oftentimes I'm asked, you know, why do businesses struggle or fail? It usually boils down to three things. Focus, commitment, and capital. Capital. When it comes to a family business, and this is not just unique to family businesses, but you need to make sure the right consistent level of focus on the business. The business is the patient here. You need to focus on that right level of commitment if you're going to be successful today. Business is way, way too complex not to have a consistent and right degree of focus. The second is commitment. You know, As you think about not only in business but in life, The number of marriages that end up in divorce and the lack of commitment necessarily to each other. This same kind of dynamic is especially true when it comes to a family business. You know, it will in fact change and it could destroy not only, I think, the product and service that you're trying to create, but certainly the other team members that are part of it. And the last element is capital. You know, capital is not only about money, but it's also about time. You've got to invest the right amount of time and and money if, in fact, you're going to have a successful business. So what I've tried to do here is certainly made a list of sort of what I think are some of the key things, insights that I'm seeing that you want to think about when it comes to family businesses. And one of the things I'll, I'll mention, certainly in the latter part, I think... While many businesses out there, you know, they have the wherewithal to figure things out themselves. Family businesses in particular, I think, would benefit the most by having advisors, having coaches from the outside, helping them to see oftentimes what they don't see. They may be very, very competent when it comes to the the sticks and bricks and knowing each other and the commitment to each other, but oftentimes they don't necessarily see things from the outside because of the very intimate nature of the family business. So as we really think about this subject of family business, let me highlight a few things for you to think about. One is I put in the category of what I call risk tolerances, of family team members. Now, I've seen this dynamic that exists dramatically in many businesses. Now, when businesses are especially small, having either a husband and wife, they get sorta of in sync with the levels of risk, levels of risk with clients, with projects, with, with financial risk in the business. And even though they're not necessarily 100% aligned, uh, the risks in business as you grow greater and greater become a challenge and something that you've got to keep in mind. Now, what's interesting about risk tolerances is I've seen, especially with father-son businesses, oftentimes when the father is relatively young in business, let's say 40 years old, his tolerance for risk is very, very different than when he is 60 and he's got a son in the business that is 35. And I only share this in that you've got to understand and you've got to discuss the tolerances of risk. Because as the parent gets older and older, generally speaking, not always, but generally speaking, their tolerance for risk becomes less and less. So you can actually stymie and sort of put the flame out on the child if, in fact, you don't keep the risk tolerance discussion sort of in balance. It needs to be something that's discussed. It needs to be something that's counseled. It needs to be something that's agreed upon and, quite frankly, even compromised. I think one thing, and there's different ways to communicate it. You can think in terms of just discussing a particular project or initiative. You know, talk about how long you're willing to sort of hang in there for this to see the kind of returns, you know, what is your commitment to a particular project or initiative? Now, generally speaking, as I said, a younger person is willing to take more risk than an older person. So the father, the son, the, the, the mother, the child, they have to get in sync, I think, when it comes to risk tolerances. The next thing is that you think about sort of the roles and the competency of the different team members. You know, three questions I oftentimes ask when it comes to any team members is can they do the job, will they do the job, and do they fit? Now oftentimes you will have a team member join, a family member join the business sort of after it's been out of the gate, and that's understandable because of the different generations. But if you put a family member in a particular role, the worst thing that you can do their standard, their expectations are always going to be higher than someone from the outside. So you have to make sure they can do the job. You've got to make sure they're competent. You gotta make sure that they go overboard with the right attitude, and you gotta make sure that they really fit the sort of the cadence and the culture of what you've really created in business. The fourth element that I want you to be thinking about is how well aligned are you? How well aligned are you, not only in terms of what the product and service is, of where you're heading. I oftentimes see parent-child sort of dynamic in business, and the parent will sort of uh, drift back to the good old days, or this is the product and service, or this is the client, because they're living oftentimes in the past. You know, the flip side of that, I think oftentimes the child is thinking so much in the future, they're not respecting the here and now. So I think you need to discuss alignment. You need to clarify it. You need to put it in writing when it comes to many of the different elements, you know, in the business. Planning ahead. You know, if you have a family dynamic kind of business, it's so important to plan ahead in terms of what those transitions are going to be in the future. Now, planning ahead in my eyes, in my terms, quite frankly, is a five to ten year planning ahead planning ahead is not one to two years, because it's almost like chess moves. You've got to start to think about the multiple little moves that need to be made well, well in advance, and because oftentimes you grow the business and you have cultural elements, you've got to think way in advance, ideally, as I said, five to ten years. Another important element, I think, when it comes to family business is what I call separating church and state. Now, I'm not trying to be clever by those words, but the reality is the family and the business have got to be separated. You've got to think about sort of the dynamic within the office, within the business, within the clients, within the team members being different than the family business. So I've seen successful sort of uh, ways that people separate those two things. So that if it's a family dinner, they're really acting and and sort of keeping the business maybe out of the conversation. It's sometimes difficult to do. But when you're in the business, I can't really give you too much advice what to do at home. But what I can, can say is while you're in the business, your relationships with your family members need to be business relationships and not personal. The next element related to that is how you communicate. You know, how a husband-wife communicates with each other oftentimes is not necessarily the most professional. So you need to go overboard, whether it's, it's a husband-wife or a father-son, those kind of relationships and communication techniques have got to be professional when it comes to the business. See, the, one of the reasons I encourage having a coach is oftentimes you don't see how you communicate with each other, but I guarantee your key team members do. And it creates a lot of discomfort and potentially might be a reason for them to leave you at some point. You know, a friend of mine, uh, Emily Lindis, up in Wisconsin, she said, you know, when I was asking her about this subject, about family businesses, she said, I said, any tips that you have? And her sort of summary of her tip was talk early, early being before sort of the kids get involved in the business or a husband or wife get involved in the business and then talk often. You know, literally make it a point to spend some amount of time every week talking about the family dynamic in the business, which I think is great advice. Another dynamic that I see is what I call sort of the the, the parent-child sort of paradigm. The reality is the parent... If you you can imagine, the child comes into the business, there's a certain kind of relationship. As the parent gets older, as the child becomes more mature, that baton starts to be passed. It starts to be shifted. And at some point, that parent becomes sort of the child. They become sort of this element and value in the business, but not necessarily the main leadership within the business. So really mapping out that transition and mapping out sort of that dynamic and making people aware of how that, uh, that transition is going to be existing, I think, is important. And the last one, which I'll touch on, which I, I began this with, and that is I think if you've got a family business, you owe it to yourself, you owe it to your family to really get an advisor, a coach, and some help. Now, this doesn't have to be sort of this newfangled business coach, but you need someone that is a a trusted advisor that on a regular basis, at least once a month, that you're having a conversation. You're talking about this issue of family dynamic. They have knowledge of successful and unsuccessful situations because I think... Uh, Unlike, I think, other businesses, you cannot necessarily see what other people see in terms of this, and your keys to the success, I think, long term are really, in large part, how you position it. So I want to thank everybody for joining us today with Remodeling Mastery, and take care, and I'll speak to you soon. Remodeling Mastery by Mark Richardson was created to help business owners like you grow your business. Learn something new today? Let us know by tweeting at Surefire Social. For more podcasts, visit surefiresocial.com forward slash podcast.